It's easy hindsight, and I get it, but I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard. You know, it's hard because, you know, they didn't, we didn't come through. It wasn't able to, to work out, but I just, I don't. I don't. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. Coaches leave this morning. Analytic nerds are ruining sports. And Dan Campbell was listening to him. In your mind. Yeah? Not all analytic nerds are ruining it, though. Oh, no, but what they're doing is they're adding this element into the game, which is cool, you know, but you got to be able to separate that that and go with what's the best thing for us to do in this situation? Go up by 17 points. But yeah. this wasn't like an analytics thing. This is Dan right. Campbell's no, aggressiveness, an- which we had been commending all right. season long but, because that's what got but them why in the is first he place. so aggressive? Because of the analytics. No, yeah. because that's who Dan Campbell is, Wiggy. No, that's not, Shime. It's not because of the analytics. Shime. So when Dan Campbell was playing, was he saying, hey, Coach, let's go for it on fourth down. <laughs> no, the analytics have been he brought in. Tight end, of course he wasn't saying Right, that. but the, uh, the analytics have been brought into the game, right? And so now, as a coach, they've been brought into the game, and it's something new for you to look at and say, okay, we have to take that into consideration. And if his aggressiveness as of just is like, okay, I'm aggressive by nature, and now the analytics are telling me to do this, well, Sean is right. I mean, that that he did do that. An awful lot during the season, and you can argue that that's one of the reasons why they got there. So, right, and that first uh, fourth down should have converted. Like it was the right call. No, Josh Reynolds it dropped wasn't. the football and hit him goal. in the hands. Kick the field goal. Kick I mean, the they could have gotten seven though, Wiggy. Like it, it hit him in the hands. Right, they could have. Right. Remember, we had this discussion with you the goal. You could have missed the this field is, goal. We too. had this discussion about going for two and everything in the analytics. Oh, can we please not no, do that again? No, but the percentages <laughs> is if you. Go for the field goal. There's a higher percentage rate that you make the field goal. Yes. So get, take the points because guess what? You make it a three possession game. Yeah, because yeah, you might you might get it, but your percentages of getting it drastically fall. So in this situation, you take a little bit of air out of uh, San Fran because they're already struggling. You go up twenty seven to ten. And now you're able to be like, okay, now we're up three scores. And you have much more room for error. Like It just right. gives you the breathing space. And just quickly, last segment, the Belichick was hired before they gave the $100 million to, to Bledsoe. But I will, agree right. with, I will agree with Wiggy that I'm sure that that was mostly craft considering you know okay. Bill's feelings. But Bill was there before right. they hired him. All right. Good Googling. Good Google. That's I why did. we love the Google. I mean, I did it for LB. That is why we <laughs> love the Google. But, that, but all I'm saying is the analytics of sports now are being inserted into the game. Sometimes it shows you, yeah, I know it got you there, and I know it was a big part of what you did. But come on. In this situation, you've got the momentum. You're doing a great job. It's the it's the sec you're you're into the sec go up seventeen points. Yeah, yeah the anal- well, I, I mean I think the analytics probably have changed now after that. Uh, the, the numbers dropped. Well, like oh. I would have taken the three points. I'm with Wig. I would normally take the three points, but like at the same time, Dan, this is who Dan Campbell is. This isn't analytics. It's nothing like that. It's just Dan Campbell is aggressive. That's how he wants to play football. It's he wanted he did it wanted work to, for him. He wanted to go for the kill shot. And that's what he did, and he doesn't regret it, and I don't blame him. Like that's just he was being who he was. If if the but Falcons, he's lying, he definitely regrets. Yeah, it. but if the in in that Super Bowl twenty eight to three comeback, if the Falcons had continued to do what they had been doing all game on offense instead of packing it in 
and giving the Patriots an opportunity, they probably win the football game. I and disagree. They were Dan, they should have run the ball more. If they ran the ball right. after that Julio Jones catch, they win the game. Right. Dan Campbell was just sticking to who he is. If Seattle runs the football, they probably win that right. Super Bowl. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's a bad decision. This is Dylan from Linfield. What's up, Dylan? I completely agree with Shime. I think, for one, you're really underestimating how good the Niners are. That's not a team you win by playing safe. And, and like he said, the Lions got there from that play. There's no way you win against that team without taking some bold risks. And I think 100 times out of 100 times, Dan Campbell should make those moves and make those decisions. And I respect the hell out of him for understanding who the Niners are and wanting to challenge them and actually beat them on their, on their own turf. He made a great move, in my opinion. It's not about playing safe. It's about playing smart. I don't look at it as about him. Like, there's certain situations, okay, you want to go for it, and you say, all right, this might be a better situation for us to do it. But it's about playing smart in that situation. You're up by 14, you go up three scores, like Curtis says, gives you a little bit more breathing room, and you don't do that, and then they are, they're able to go down and take advantage of it and score a touchdown, and now rather than you being up two scores, now you're, you're only up 24 to 17. And then you're down by three rather than taking a chance and saying, okay, let's you know continue to keep us in the game. You elect not to kick the field yeah, goal to tie. I, mean, I also feel like they bought in. They dominated the first half, so they were bought in that they had the game won. Right, but okay, so even if you went for the first one, the second one you've seen the momentum has flipped. Now it's about tying the game up and hope that your defense could do something to put you in a position to score points. Wiggy, I am 1,000% with you on the second one. Like, the second one, you needed to stop the bleeding. You needed to take the three points and tie the football game. You needed some form of any kind of momentum. You can call momentum real or not, doesn't matter. But you needed something, and that's that was the time I 100% agree with you. They absolutely should have kicked the field goal. Absolutely, without a question. But the first time, like, it's just, that's who Dan Campbell is. He wanted to go for the kill shot, and it just didn't work out. I, I and but that's why I'm saying the analytics. He allowed the analytics, but that's to, not analytics. Wiki. No, no, that's no. His he aggressiveness. He, he allowed them coming into the game, which then leads him to kind of say, "Okay, here's how I'm aggressive based on the analytics. I'm going to do it this well, way." Well, then that's bad coaching. If you're if you're taking the numbers that, into account too much, you can't blame it on the analytics aspect. That, that's my, it's but just this is also the, how he got here. This is how they got to the NFC Championship game. <clears throat> like he's not going to, to his credit. He's a man of, he, he knows his identity. He's going to be, if it's fourth and three or less, nine times out of ten, he's just going to go for it because that's who he is. Like, it's not, there's no analytics to it. If if he's on his own 25 and he feels like the team needs to go for it on fourth and three, he's going to go for it. That's just Dan Campbell. Okay, but would they have won the football game if he kicked the field goals? Yes, probably. Not necessarily. Okay. They could have missed the field goal, could have been blocked. San Francisco still scored, what, 34 points? Right, so, but it gives you a better chance. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. It might give you a better chance, but it doesn't guarantee they win the game. He wanted to go for something he felt would have guaranteed the win, and it didn't work. It's just, like, that's who he is. I can't, I, I can't fault him. I've loved the guy the entire season. I'm not going to rail on him now just because one one choice didn't go his way. You love percentage-wise, though, and the fact if they went for if they didn't go for it and they just kicked a field goal, that would have been a better outcome than what ended up happening. It probably, yeah, probably it was probably a higher percent chance you win the football game if you take the field goal. I don't right. disagree. So with that's that. what everybody's saying. Yeah, and, and I'm just I'm just defending Dan Campbell and that this is who he's been all year. It, that's good to defend him, but don't, do you think he wakes up this morning and says, mm, "Made a mistake there"? Yes. 
No, because this is oh, who he is. No, I, I think, think he does. Wiggy, I think in that I think situation at, 10 and, times, he yeah, makes but, that decision see, 10 times. It's one thing to win a regular season game week 12, week 14 for going for it. Mm. But when you're in the NFC Championship game, now you have to go, okay, how do we put ourselves in the best position to win this game to advance to the Super Bowl? It's not a week 12 game where we can go, okay, I don't regret it. We'll figure it out in week mm. 13. That's why I look at you. I understand something gets you there, but then maybe you have to adjust that a little bit. And that's why when we asked Mayo about this situation, I really enjoyed his answer where it's like, yeah, we'll look at the analytics, but it'll be based on where we are in the game. Yeah. A great example of Belichick doing this the right way was the last Super Bowl, Super Bowl 53. It was fourth in like a foot. The Patriots were up a touchdown. A first down won the game, but they elected to kick, I think it was like a 40-yard field goal to go up 10 points. Mm. And they kicked the field goal because the points there made the game insurmountable, whereas if Aaron Donald crashed in and stopped you, then the Rams have the ball down a touchdown with right. a minute to go. This is Tim from Springfield. But Curtis, by the way, how are the ratings in Springfield? Oh, excellent. Not only top men 25-54, we're a top five adults. Men and women? Yeah. Top five adults in Springfield? In the 25 to 54. Is that good? That, I mean, I think it's in large part because of the winter weekend performance, mm. but mm. all in all, great job by the Great Hill oh, Show. Thank Here we you. go, ladies. Thank you, Springfield. Springfield. Red thank Rose Pizza. Mm. Hello, Tim. Grinder country. Hi. Hey, Hi, guys. Yeah, by the way, I'm in 59, so I'm up on a little bit on the older side. But uh, Dan Campbell, what they forget about with analytics is momentum. Anybody that's played sports, they kick that field goal, they still keep them down. Same with, like you said in the second one, they needed that field goal to tie the game. And what they did by stopping them on fourth down was just momentum turn. And boom. And you could see it slipping away. That whole game, I, I couldn't believe it. And I felt bad for all those Lions fans sitting in Detroit going, what a what a boob this guy is. Why didn't he just get points? Points, yep. points, points. No, I mean, he, I, he did them a disservice from a coaching perspective. Yeah, if they, if they, listen, if that was Bill, we'd be ripping him to shreds. But mm-hmm. this is what you sign up for with Dan Campbell. Like, that's that's my point. But you got to be able to adjust. That that's what we're saying. That's what makes great coaches their ability to adjust, right? And I'm not saying Dan Campbell's not a great coach in what he's done, and now he's going to obviously have to, you know, go back and he's going to have to get this Detroit Lions team back into the mix and do all the things. But when we start to talk about great coaches and we're like, you know, we're talking about the goat, right? Isn't it about what you're able to do in the most critical situations? That's why I knocked Andy Reid. When Andy Reid was in Philly, the most critical situations, he couldn't get the job done. Are you standing by your statement earlier that the Niners don't have a chance in this game? I th- I think that the Kansas City wins this game by a touchdown, at least. Mm. I, I, I just feel like I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. He's in the Brady world where you can't bet against him. And I'll give Curtis his right. Their defense is playing better. Um, their defense will do some things to you know maybe bottle up the, the, the run a little bit and Christian McCaffrey and get to... Um, get to uh, Brock Purdy and not allow him to scramble for, what, 60 yards? I mean, like, I, huge. I would have been more nervous about Detroit being in it to beat the um, the Chiefs than I am the Niners. Really? Yeah. Oh, because Purdy's going to give you a couple. I think Detroit was a better team. Yeah. I, that interception that uh, the, the should have been interception that bounced off the guy's helmet yeah. that turned into a 50-yard play, that ball was 9 out of 10 DBs catch that ball. I mean, Purdy was giving the uh, Detroit opportunities. They were, like I said, they were up. 
We all believe that Andy Reid is a better coach than Dan Campbell. Not going to make those same mistakes. I just think that when you look, and it's going to come down to the play of the quarterback. Everything does in Super Bowls. Everything does in Super Bowls. It comes down to the play of the quarterbacks. Except for when the Patriots beat the No, but Curtis is right, and I've said that. I said, and Curtis is right. In those games, even in the early Super Bowls, it comes down to the play of the quarterback. And you have to make those big plays. And the difference with the Niners is that nobody on that team, if they're being honest, says, I trust Purdy to come down the field with a minute left and we need a touchdown. Every single person in the country thinks that Mahomes is going to tie the game or throw that pass. If if you could have bet that, Greg, in the moment, Mm. third and 11, have to have it, otherwise the Ravens get the ball with an ability to tie the game. There wasn't a doubt in my mind that Mahomes was going to complete the pass. Either he was going to scramble for 10 yards or he was going to find. And this guy, I mean, this guy's lost all of his major weapons except for Kelsey. Didn't have Tooney. Didn't have Gadarius Tony, but might have been an addition by subtraction. But that is just the difference. Everybody on that Chiefs team knows if they just do their job, Mahomes will get it done in the end. And that's where I'll give it to him that he's Brady-like in that way. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I hope the Niners win, though. While, while I think the Chiefs will win, I hope the Niners do. Really? Yeah. I hate the Niners. Why? I just... I, this, this, what's, what's, I'm with you, Courtney. This so, what's I, not I, to like about them? I don't know. Everything's like so phony around. I just can't phony? do it. Yeah, I can't do it. What is phony I about can't, these I, guys? I love Shanahan so I, much. Listen. I, I, Shanahan comes off as this hot Oh, he's like, such a douche. He never like cracks a smile. He's always like, yeah, I, I know football so better than everybody. McCaffrey, so smart. I think McCaffrey's unbelievably talented, but even him, he's kind of douchey. Oh my god, here we go. It's true, he's gonna is. blame Travis. I can't believe you're rooting against T Swift. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I mean, I can't believe it. Well, I'm, I'm heavy into the wag scene for the Niners, and oh. I think that George Kittle and Kyle Juszczyk are so cute, and they're just, they're very talented on the field, but they're supportive of their wives through and through, and uh, they're good guys. Olivia Colpo has a great bedazzling game. Let me tell you that. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get to Courtney into what is trending this hour. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, it will be a Chiefs-Niners Super Bowl, and the Chiefs continue to be underdogs. It opened up at two-and-a-half favorites for the Niners. Uh, now it has dropped to one-point favorites. Uh, reminder, you can listen to the Super Bowl right here on WEEI on February 11th. And while Gerard Mayo fills out his staff, Demarcus Covington is set to be the new defensive coordinator. The Celtics are looking to rebound tonight with the Pelicans in town after a blowout loss to the Clippers on Saturday. Tip is at 7.30. The injury report has Al Horford and Kristaps Porzingis listed as questionable and Luke Cornett as doubtful. And congrats to number two BC men's hockey who pulled off this weekend's sweep of number one BU. That puts Eagles ahead of BU atop the Hockey East. That is what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. Thanks, Courtney. 33 degrees, cloudy skies, afternoon high, cloudy 40. Tomorrow on this show, I believe Ty, did Ty say he was coming on tomorrow? I think so. Didn't he say he was bringing a guest? I think so. Yeah. So I think it's a Ty Tuesday, Ty Law tomorrow. Wednesday, ESPN, Sean McDonough at 9. And Thursday, Mike Milbury. And Friday... It is the first ever snow show at Loon Mountain. Cannot wait to see you there Thursday night for the pregame at the Woodstock Inn in North Woodstock, New Hampshire. And then Friday morning at the South Peak Base Camp, the lodge there with Cisco. And we will 
Uh, look forward to a great morning. Wiggy will attempt to make his way down the mountain. And Courtney's going to get bombed. On a couple of <laughs> a couple of skis. Yes, uh, Courtney has designated Thursday night as a uh, as a real ripper, I yeah. guess, apparently. I don't know why you made that decision or uh, when, you, when you made that decision. But. Made it yesterday. Okay. I wasn't drinking at Aviva Trattoria. Yes. Um, and, you know, I looked around at everybody else and I said, Thursday's going to be my night. <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah. Uh, this is Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, how's it going? What's up? Uh, not much. I just want to say uh, I was there last night. And it was a pleasure to meet a lot of you guys. The food was amazing, and the uh, Greg Hill Foundation is amazing. I've been listening for 20 years now, and you guys are by far the best. And I just want to thank you guys for uh, getting me through the workday, making it easier every day. Oh, well, thanks. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for coming out. Yep. And nice to meet for, you, Chris. Uh, thanks to everybody. Definitely. Thanks, guys. Everybody at the Viva Trattoria for hosting that event. Everybody who came out, it was awesome. Yeah. It was depressing because the Patriots weren't in it, but mm-hmm. it was awesome. And Myrna just warmed my heart. She did? Yeah, I loved her. She's like, let's get a photo for Curtis. <laughs> I love her. She had her, her granddaughter and her grandson there. I love her. I just saw Ken for the first time today, and he's like, oh, I think Myrna's cheating on you. She was saddling up to the boss man. And the way Ken talks about himself in the third person as a boss is a little scary. Wait a minute. I missed that. Was there some canoodling going on between Myrna and Ken Laird? They were sitting next to each other at separate tables, but mm-hmm. next to each other. So, okay. you know. Well, all right. Look out. Jeez. Uh, I mean, Ken has power. So. <laughs> uh, let's see. This is Mr. Z from Providence. Hello, Mr. Z. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's up? Um, I want to I start off with Wiggy, your national treasure. You always make me laugh every day. Appreciate it. Greg- I didn't always like you, but I like the difference you bring to the to the to the radio station and, okay. and you know about the guy that we should never mention his name. Very big difference, and I like different topics, so it's grown on me. I, I like you, okay, Curtis. I, I haven't liked you since you made the Cam Newton hair comments, <laughs> which you didn't vehemently vehemently denied when I called before and told you about it. But whatever. I don't and remember. Then, I don't remember Curtis saying anything about Cam Newton. I was mega mind. Uh, I think uh, Cam, in fact, gave Curtis the nickname Mega Mind. Mega Mind. Yeah. 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 They, they they were there, and I'm gonna find them, and I'm gonna call back, and I'm gonna be able to sh- show them one day. I promise you, I will find them. But all right, I really called about Good Courtney. Luck. It's just uh, Courtney, the unlovely, lovely lady. You're betting on San Francisco because you think Joss. Uh, the fullback and Kiddo are cute. Like, this is no, that was kind of tongue in cheek, uh, Mr. Z. No, no, don't hang up on him, Mr. Z. What I was saying was, I would put my money on the Chiefs, but I would like to see the Niners win. See, some people just listen to the overall yeah. uh, sentence and not to actually what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Well, last portion that I want to say there's a difference between you and Mego. Mego mm-hmm. knows how to come back at someone, you just get butt hurt. And I no. can tell. You can tell okay. in your voice. And I'll hang up and listen, but, oh. yeah, you're okay. not. Yeah. All right, Mr. Z. I, I would say what? Mr. Z is leading the league in butthurt. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mr. I'm Z, not, a critique. Not. You know what? Critique yeah. of the program. That's it. Yeah. And, and uh, nothing wrong with constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah. I always Mr. love it. Yeah. I love it. I take it. I learn yeah. from it. You do? Yeah. That's what well, I try to yeah. do. Give me one case in which you've accepted constructive criticism and learned from it. 
Uh, have you seen Boss Man's emails? A lot of, a lot of good stuff. That is true. I was kind of like he was, you know, he sent me an email. He's like, all right, you know, what do you think about the third overall pick? I was back and forth, and I said, you know, he's like, you got to find one and stick. I said, you know what, Jaden Daniels. You're right, boss man. I'm too all over the place. Jaden Daniels is my guy. Uh, That's who I want at number three. So he said basically you were sitting on the fence. Because I was you like. You weren't expressing a strong opinion. Yeah, I was kind of like, you know, I like Drake May. I like Caleb Williams. All right, cool. But who do you really want? And I said, you know what? I got to thinking. I did some deep diving. I want Jaden Daniels. Because mm-hmm. if he has the skill set of the ability to run. Similar to, to a Lamar Jackson, not as fast. Has the ability to throw the football. He's kind of the Josh Allen, but a little bit more athletic. That's the guy I want. Now, Drake May, I don't know what he is, but he lacks those areas that I want. And I know a lot of people are talking about, a lot of people are on this go with Marvin Harrison. Yes, that's Jr. me. I want MHJ but, and a veteran quarterback. But who's yes. that veteran quarterback? I don't care. Get me a veteran quarterback. Then you become... Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. When I'd rather be Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and you could get me T. Higgins. Shoot, I almost said ish. You could get me Mike (laughs) Evans. You could get me Michael Pittman Jr. to put alongside of Jaden Daniels. Because guess what? When both when you're drafting positions, you're looking at hitting on both of those guys. And I I asked a simple question. I, I think there is, when it comes to analytics... You could argue that there is more of a chance that you miss when it comes to quarterback than at wide receiver when you're picking top five. Actually, would you like the uh, the numbers on wide uh, receiver? Yeah, I would. <laughs> I did them last week. Send them to me in a okay. spreadsheet. Uh, a top five receiver. Can you get them on an Excel spreadsheet? And Dating send them back over? to 2013, and mm-hmm. I don't count the 2023 drafts of this past draft just because we don't really know too much about okay. them yet. Let's so, go. Uh, from 2022 to 2013, six of the top 12 have been hits, and by hits I mean have had at least 1,000 yard season. Oh, that's not a hit. 50%. Uh, name, name those guys because I went through a two. I went through a two and it did oh, my you own. Did? Oh, uh, yeah. Name the top, those guys. The top five guys uh, would be Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, hit and hit. Okay. Uh, oh, these are, t- I'm sorry, top 10, not top five. Oh, but, yes, uh, exactly. Because there's not many top fives. <laughs> Garrett Wilson, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, um, Marquise Brown, yep. DJ miss. Moore, Calvin Ridley. Uh, miss, miss. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> DJ Moore? <laughs> Uh, Jim was, all right, you think you think he's elite level status? Yes. Yes, you I do. do. Yes. He had like 1,300 yards this year, Wiggy. Yes. I mean, 1,300 yards now, today's NFL. It's With not the much. Bears, it's all, it must be no, awesome. No, no. So you think he's elite status? Yes, DJ Moore is elite status. If they equal out, and let's say they get to the top of the mountaintop, because when you draft guys, Courtney, you know, Sean, no one, he's all numbers guys. But when you go into the draft <laughs> and you go, <laughs> Are you looking for help from Courtney? No, no, no. I'm just explaining He's, to her. I didn't because you're on the mob. Oh, you, so wait, now you're mansplaining? Yeah, no, no. Kind of. I, no, no. I mean, I don't, you're I, on the I mob. don't tolerate mansplaining. It's not on mansplaining. This show. Courtney her doesn't opinion, tolerate being told I don't want to come across butt no, no. hurt. Right. So just thank you. Continue. Her, her, Mr. Z does not like mansplaining. Yes. No. I love how I was no, trying to No, he loves it. Mr. Z likes mansplaining. No. Wiggy's like, I take constructive criticism really well. Mr. Z only said that you yeah. were great. <laughs> Literally had no He criticism. said he didn't like me. Right. But Courtney's, her opinion, she, I don't know where she stands. You, you're already no, on my... I'm good with the Marvin Harrison Jr. Right, but if you could only pick one, who do you want? 
I said Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, so you want? So now I'm gonna have to explain this to both you and Greg. Uh-huh. Wait, so why Please was do. it just me if you didn't agree Please with? Do, coach. Because I didn't know you was on the Marvin Harrison train. Oh, okay. I Can thought you was on the quarterback coach, even though he doesn't have a job coaching. He'll always be coach. <laughs> He'll okay, always be coach. So if everything's equal and they both pan out to be really good picks, the quarterback and Marvin Harrison Jr. the the receiver. The quarterback is always going to be way more valuable I than the receiver. I understand that if you're picking Patrick Mahomes. You might be getting you, that. But, oh, okay, Wiggy, well, you might be. And you might and, be. And monkeys might fly out of my rear end right I now. Guess oh, it's Ma- not likely. Marvin Harris, Marvin Harrison Accidental might be. cleanse. <laughs> I'm not saying he is, but what if Marvin Harrison is Justin Blackman? Uh, okay. All right. Which Which is more likely, that you hit on Marvin Harrison Jr. or you hit on Jaden Daniels? I think the percentages are the same. You do? Yeah. Wait, Curtis, I mean, I know Curtis had done research on first-round quarterbacks. Do you have a, a, a relative number? Um, I mean, I, it was team. basically 30%. Yeah. So it's between, so 30% hit rate on quarterbacks in the top, what was that, first round or ten, top 10? Uh, it was top five quarterbacks in the uh, in the draft. And yeah. so top 10 receivers, it's a 50%. So, I yeah. mean, it's not that big of a difference. Okay, but it's a difference. I mean, yeah. I, I, I am correct. But that's top yeah. 10. No, you're not correct because go to top five wide receivers, right? If you're going to do, if you're going to make it legit, then you go top five. Yeah, Wiggy, you're not helping your argument. If you're going top five, it's literally... 80%. Uh, yeah, it's closer. It's closer. Now who to are that. the top five? Uh, Since... Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle. Okay. Bang, uh, bang. Mike Williams in 2017. Mike Williams he's is not a hit. a bunch. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's... Amari Cooper, a hit. No, Amari Cooper, stop it. Wiggy, stop, what are you doing? stop that. <laughs> Amari Cooper. He's a good wide receiver, but you consider him elite? Yes, Wiggy. Man, get out. It's three it. different locations. He's stop been awesome. it. Stop it. Uh, yeah. And then the last one would, uh, the, then the next two would be Sammy Watkins, definitely not a hit. Tavon right? Austin, not a hit. Right. So that's eight guys, if I'm correct, right? Or is it seven? One, two, three, four, five, six. So six guys, and only two of them were hits eh, Jalen Waddle and Jamar Chase. Because Amari Cooper is not on their level. Amari Cooper has never been viewed as an elite wide receiver. He's never been in the Devontae Adams conversation. He's never been in what are some of the other uh, great wide receivers that have played Tyreek Hill conversation. He's mm-hmm. never been in a Mike Evans conversation. He's literally had seven out of nine thousand yard seasons. And I told you it's easy to get a thousand yards. <laughs> oh my god. It's easy. Okay. Uh, when was the last time the Patriots had a thousand yard receiver? Oof. Well, that's different. It's been a while. I would have to say Edelman, oh, yeah, it's right? Really easy. Edelman, right? Edelman was probably the last one. Uh, I don't think he got a thousand in his last year. Maybe you're right. Uh, also, how I, come guys like Aguilar go elsewhere and look fantastic? <laughs> that was so sad. I'm watching. Like, is that the same guy? So, quarterback. How did that happen? I, I, I don't want to be. I, I don't want Wiggy and I to begin another brawl. So, I want to give him credit. We have a poll up that I thought was going to be a resounding yes for Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Wiggy, I was wrong. Do you want Lamar Jackson on the Patriots? Very simple question. 50.6% yes, 49.4% no, almost mm. 2,000 votes. Told you. Mm. Wow. Half the audience doesn't want Lamar Jackson. I told what you. is wrong with you people? I told you. We told you. you I, I just said you guys yep. were right. Appreciate that. I kept looking at that jersey. I was like, is there a junior on there? Does he have a kid playing? I, I can't be, I'm like, that can't be him. I mean, the same guy that was in New England. I'm like, is that Nelson Aguilar Jr.? Yeah. I thought the he third? Was, I like, what? I was like, what? Right. I thought he was on the Keyshawn Booty plan, just losing games on purpose by the end of that. I was, 
Uh, here's Walter from Boston. Hey, Walter. Wiggy, you keep going in on Marvin Harrison, but Malik Neighbors and Roma Dunze are both going in the first 10 picks, man. Even Kuiper has them. It's like some people on the board have a Dunze going over Harrison. So you're making my point. My point is I want Jaden Daniels. I agree. They should go quarterback. But right. in this draft, guys, you guys are going to this, – this draft is a really good receiver's draft. You're going to be able to get guys in the third and fourth round. Look at Tank, Dell, Reed. This, if the Patriots draft right in this draft, they should be able to add guys that's not going to cost them a lot of money. You sign a guy like Ridley because Evans and Wiggins are going to get franchised. you got to take them off the board, guys. So if the Patriots draft right, if they get the right people in here, they get that quarterback – because you, you should even be able to get a tackle and add two receivers in this draft and a tight end if you draft right. They don't need anything defensively. Walter, like, I'm with you. Just, I'm with yeah, you, but you go quarterback first. You go quarterback first, yeah. and, and I agree. Your second pick in the second round, you could get a wide receiver there. He's, and he's 100% right. This, this class, Wiggy, mm-hmm. is loaded, littered with good receivers. Right. Talent. Littered and, with it. And you could, if the free agent, I don't know if they're going to franchise the T. Higgins. It's going to be interesting to see because they do got to sign Jamar Chase. So you might lose T. Higgins. Mike Evans, you, you know, what do they do with him? The kid Michael Pittman Jr. So you could get a free agent wide receiver. You could draft a wide – you could get a free agent and draft a wide receiver and get offensive linemen. You could get tight ends. There are things you could do, but the number one thing you do with the third overall pick is you get Jaden Daniels. What if, if you could get Justin Fields? Here's what I'll say to you, Greg, If and I've kind of made this decision. If I can't get Jaden Daniels at number three – then I'll take Harris. Justin Fields. And I'll go with Justin Fields. just wants to draft Justin Fields. Uh, Ken, and I, <laughs> Ken and I had a guy from Chicago on, on Saturday, and he said that he was not high on Fields. He said not a top 12 quarterback. Mm. Has the opportunity, has the ability to make you, you know, mm-hmm. drop your jaw because he's making incredible highlight reel plays, but... I still would take him and draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Wiggy, you were right. The last 1,000-yard receiver, Julian Edelman in 2019, they have not had a 1,000-yard receiver since the old QB uh, went to Tampa, which is mm-hmm. almost hard to do in today's NFL. This is Nate in the truck. What's up, Nate? Hey, good morning, guys. Hey. Hey, um, Wiggy, I, I think you're forgetting is, I mean, just like uh, Christian McCaffrey, his father is Ed McCaffrey, right? You got yep. Marvin Harrison Jr., his father was Harrison Junior. Uh, Harrison. So I mean, he's got that pedigree to be a, an elite receiver. And from what you know, the stories are out there. And everything his his uh, work ethic is like unbelievable. He breaks down so much film and so much of, of different positions and the way to catch the ball and everything. If you just look at his highlights and everything, you know it, it's phenomenal. But like, if we had to go a route, I would definitely go a route. Get your guy that you wanted a couple years ago with Justin Fields. Harrison Jr., and then possibly we'll see after the draft and get a Higgins or trade for another receiver, and, and you're right back in the mix again. I, right back in it. I, uh, I, so, so I guess the question is, because I'm Jaden's Daniels question, so I guess it's if you had to take Drake May or Marvin Harrison Jr., then I would think 
Maybe you take Harrison, you trade for Justin Fields. Okay, you bring in another veteran free agent, wide receiver, you add some, and now you're building around Justin Fields and you're hoping that the new offensive coordinator can unlock something that the Chicago coaches couldn't do. And then the fact that you have Marvin Harrison uh, Jr. And if you feel like Drake May isn't the answer. But, Wiggy, how much stock do you put into the fact that the Ohio State quarterback stunk Marvin Harrison Jr. was the guy every mm-hmm. single defense game planned around, and he was still unstoppable in the Big Ten in a yeah. very good year for the Big Ten. Yeah, I no, and I, I watched him play a bunch, and he is he is tremendous and he is talented. But even like Shime said, and I agree, I think Marvin Harris is the best wide receiver in the draft. But there are people that will say it's the kid from Washington, the Adunze kid. Adunze so good, I love him. So, can you guarantee me you can get Justin Fields? No, so I, can't, that, I can't guarantee you right, anything so now, at this point. So then, I really have nothing to do with it. Well, but then I'd have to ask the question. Then I have to take... You've been with them since the beginning. <laughs> I know, but I really have no, I have no say. But then I have to take... When Ma- it comes to the Chicago Bears or the New England Patriots, right, but so, I have no say. So if you have Marvin Harrison... We're happy to have the Hillman down at Patriot Place. You've been with us since the beginning. Thank you, Robert. <laughs> now you might not have... Thank a, you, Mr. Kraft. You might not have a quarterback to go with Marvin Harrison. So that's the part that scares me. Well, you got the Mac Jones reclamation project underway. No, listen. Different I don't want guy, Mac or Zappy. Different guy running the show down there. It doesn't matter. If Mac is back, can we op- can we create some form of a social protest? <laughs> yes. Please, I'm in. Yes. I'll a million Mac march? No. Nope. I say we go throw I tomato think, soup at I was going to say throw soup at the, at the oh, new big screen. Love yeah. it. From the top of the lighthouse. <laughs> I there's, mean, yeah. there's no way. We cannot have that. We cannot allow that. I am done, Mac Talk. I can't. Yeah, you guys come down here after. I got moose soup and everything. The notion that half the audience would rather that than Lamar Jackson makes me question the future of this great town. Um, God. Um, I'm back, guys. <laughs> Never really left. LOL. <laughs> I just cleaned out my locker. There, so there's no yeah. way. Hello. Her yes. name's Sophie. Hello. She's lovely. There's no way Gerard Mayo starts his coaching run off for the Patriots and goes, all right, we're bringing Mac back and then we're drafting Mom and Harrison Jr. Hello. There's no way. <laughs> Goodbye. There, there is no way. And what's Zappy? So it's Mac and Zappy competing. Um, so Mom and Harrison is um, catching balls from those two? Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, it no. is. Yep. Um, um, I'm back. No. No, 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 no. Then he's going to be, um, like, uh, like, be like Drake London down in Atlanta. Like I said, got to control what I can control. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Adios. Um. <laughs> All right. We got to take a break. Cool. Thanks. You got it. Gresham Foyer coming up at 10. We'll be right back.
I feel like Mac might be like Costanza, where he's fired and then he just keeps showing up. He for shows work. up to work afterwards. <laughs> Him and Sophie climbing into uh, his got, office, going through the vets. Yeah, got that Patriots, yeah. got that, that workout <laughs> yes. gear on. Just shows up, shows, like, like hey. working out. Like, hey, coach, what's uh, hey, uh, what hello. are we doing in the weight room today? <laughs> Everybody's like, oh. Hello. When do I get my reps? I don't right. care. I don't care if I'm third or fourth. Right. It doesn't matter. Give you me wait. one rep. I'm going to do some breathing and then give me one rep. Hello. Hello. Waiting outside the door so somebody else can open it so you can slip right in behind it. It is Dude. interesting. They haven't gone anywhere for the right. off season. Mm. I saw Sophie was in town this oh. past weekend. Plot um. thickens. Plot thickens. They're not heading out of town. Mm. Quite- it's like that guy who snuck on the airplane. Did you see that traveler? He <laughs> snuck in behind people? somebody. Oh, he got in on a plane. How do you do that? He flew from, it was far away to LAX because he, he walked behind the person and acted like he was with them and walked right on the plane. I, you didn't see that story? Well, what about no. the thing where you have to put the ticket in the little uh, right. reader, the, the, the uh, no, reader thing? Because he finagled his way on the hip of the person. Was there a seat for him? Uh, I, uh, apparently there was. I guess he, he found you a seat. see these kinds It's all things. over social media. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wiggy's answer on everything is it's all over social media. Wiggy right. The great thing about the Google machine. Mr. and Mrs. Wiggins popped up on my For You page the other day on TikTok. Really? Yeah. What, the two of them are on it together? Yep. Joint account. Oh. I think that this is going to be a money-making opportunity for you. <laughs> you guys, you need to take advantage of it. It was so nice to see Mrs. Wiggins yesterday. She is an absolute best. saint, that woman. So she I, was talking to me about real estate in Boston. She was telling me how she knows someone or, or read about somebody or somebody that she knows has this client who bought like 17 units in the seaport, all ranging from like two to six million bucks hmm. a pop. Well, like what? What yeah. is that money mm. that people have? Oh, they got money. They got bread. Well, she's very worried about you on Friday morning. That's uh, that's that's very. I'll be nice. all right. I, I told you, I'm going fun. down the kitty slopes. Don't worry about me. Worry yeah. about the the are eight to stretch? ten year old. Like, how's it going to work? Like, are you going to stretch before we? Like, what time are we going to have him ski down Loon Mountain? Like nine? nine? Yeah, or something yeah. like that? nine. Because okay. if something awful happens, we can just wrap early. <laughs> I saw this thing. I don't know if they have it at Loon Mountain. There's like a ski bike. It looks like a bike you can kind of just sit on and go down. Don't tell really? me we have bike lanes now on our mountain. <laughs> no, it's like a ski uh, bike no, you're that going, you can ride. No, you're going skis. You're, you're doing it the conventional way. I told you, I'm going up the conveyor. The, uh, they call it the magic carpet. You're going to go up the magic carpet. That's a that's a way you get up. Yeah, that's the way. As opposed to taking the lift. Yeah, the lift. I, I don't trust those things. There's no way they're holding my weight. Okay. And then when I get to the top of the kitty mountain, mm-hmm. watch out all you 8 to 10-year-olds. Wiggy's going to be like the dude that was in the um, wide world of sports uh, when I was a kid. On Does anybody know what that is, or is that Ask a Boomer? That yeah. guy who has a ski accident, is that Ask a Boomer? Mm-hmm. Did that come out around the same time as the Abacus? Wait, you don't know what wide world of sports was on Saturdays? I know it's like a part of Disney World, right? Wasn't it a part of Disney World at one point? <laughs> what? Oh, no, that's, yeah, no, that's their was, athletic complex. Yeah, isn't Chime, it called it the wide like world of sports? It was like legit the only sports show that was on. All right nationally on Saturdays. They would show all kinds of highlights and lowlights of sports on Saturday. It was mm-hmm. a must-watch. It was like it was like their version on of, of the ESPN. Only, one of the only three channels that was available. Yes. So this is like before SportsCenter? Yeah, yes, yeah. before ESPN. Yeah. You, like it was it was on ABC. Was it the final it show before it just went black for the night? No, 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 no. <laughs> this was on in the daytime, early oh. in the day. The next time somebody says the good old days, remember this. Yeah. It really wasn't. <laughs> Do you really have to... <laughs> Fiddle with the antenna to get that to come in properly? No, what they did was that the intro said the agony mm-hmm. of defeat. 
Yep. And then they showed this dude, which is going to be you on Friday, who was in a ski race and absolutely like <laughs> nearly decapitated himself when he went down. So that's what it was. Well, sorry I missed it. <laughs> I, can't I don't believe, think you were born I, yet, Chris. Chris. You, you're not that old. Like you're old enough that you you didn't watch that as a kid. It wasn't. No, on. he's not that. He, I, I'm he's almost too young. I'm 39. I remember it. What do you mean he's too young? Uh, this was before I'm ESPN. Too old for Greg. <laughs> it was on in like the 70s and the 80s. But uh, like, Curtis was yeah, born in late was, 80s, right? I was, I was five at the end of the 80s. All right, so uh, there you go. And we always had cable even before it existed in Dover. So. Well, you really missed it. It was great. Uh. Can't believe you missed it. I'm sure. I mean, such a great show. I love a good. You know, I love a good blooper reel. (laughs) (laughs) It's like America's funniest videos, Curtis. Oh God, Greg loved that. (laughs) Right? Can say the darndest things. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that was Bill Cosby. I don't know if that's the way. Well, we gotta go. Great show today, everybody. Good job, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow morning at six. Gresham Foyer next. Thank you for listening. And thank you for watching the show today on Twitch. Baby.